This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Man, this is one of the craziest stories that we have talked about in a long time. This guy, and I'm not even talking about Hunter Biden. We'll talk about Hunter Biden later in the show. He's a loser. There, there are some things I have to say about Hunter Biden. I'm talking about Colin Kaepernick. I don't know if you guys have seen this story. It kind of got buried in the avalanche of, well, the Hunter Biden stuff and the Titanic submersible getting lost at sea story. This story about Colin Kaepernick, just when you thought, oh, great, I never have to hear this name associated with politics or football ever again, Colin Kaepernick resurfaces. He resurfaces because now he's an editor, I guess. He didn't write the book himself. He just put a book together with two other editors, two other editors who, even if you don't recognize their names, wait till you hear who they are. I want to read their names to you. Robin D.G. Kelly. Probably doesn't mean anything to you, right? Yep. Kianga Yamada Taylor. Again, probably doesn't mean anything to you because you're not communists. Yes, these two individuals are self-avowed Marxists. Not only is Colin Kaepernick palling around, collaborating with Marxists, he praises these Marxists and admits that he is a Marxist. So get this. When I read this story, I had to, I had to like dig into this story because when Colin Kaepernick was on the football field, this was like the original boycott that conservatives staged, right? When he was on the football field kneeling for the national anthem, when he was kneeling in front of our flag, when he was disrespecting the United States of America and pretending that it was patriotic, pretending that it was in the name of free speech, that you can both love your country while also calling for it to be a better place. We as conservatives were shamed. We were told if you don't raise your fist with Colin Kaepernick's fist, then you don't support black people in our country. Even as we conservatives were like, well, wait a second, isn't that like the black liberation army fist? Isn't that like a communist Marxist symbol? And we were told, no, 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 no. If you don't, if you don't join in Colin Kaepernick's protests, you just don't want to better America for black people. We were told you're racist. We were told you have white privilege and you don't understand because you are part of perpetuating white supremacy. We were, that, that's what we were told about the Black Lives Matter movement, right? As Colin Kaepernick, called to abolish prisons. He called to abolish police. He wore socks with cops on them. These cops are depicted as pigs. We were told, I mean, what did Nike do, right? You can, you can look at this, this Nike ad. Nike paid him how many millions of dollars to do this ad? He's portrayed himself ever since. This, this ad says, believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Let me tell you, this, this, little phrase, this marketing mantra from Nike is going to take on a whole new meaning after today. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. Well, what exactly are you wanting to sacrifice, Colin? We know you're wanting to sacrifice. He threw his own family under the bus. He was adopted and, he, and his parents are white. Shouldn't make any difference. Parents are parents. Child is a child. They loved him. They raised him. They gave him wonderful opportunities, schooling. He succeeded in our country, became an NFL football player. Most young men's dream that most people aren't able to obtain. He now, 
by the way, is worth $40 million. Living the American dream. He puts together this book with these two Marxists. This is what he says about them. Are you ready for this? I've long admired Kianga and Robin's work as well as their uncompromising political analysis. Remember, they're open Marxists. They say we are Marxists. And understanding that black liberation simply isn't possible under capitalism. So Colin Kaepernick is a Marxist. Colin Kaepernick is a communist. He says, I think the anthology makes this, and that's his book, makes this argument quite well. And I hope it challenges readers to see that racism is not only white supremacy's is not white supremacy's only ingredient. White supremacy persists in part because of its relationship with capitalism and heteropatriarchy and ableism and so on. Colin Kaepernick is a Marxist. So as we were shamed for not respecting his right to freedom of speech, what was he doing? He was trying to undermine the United States of America because we are an anti-Marxist, anti-communist country. The antithesis of who we are is against the communist ideology and the Marxist ideology. Can you, this is what he says, can you believe this? He goes on to say, the the evolution of my political thinking comes from a combination of elevating my own political education by reading the works of black radical thinkers and being in conversation with black radical organizers. That, my friends, is the language of Marxism. And then he uses a term that I think you'll be very, very familiar with. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So then the Marxist, Colin Kaepernick, goes on to say, Black history, and more generally, a critical engagement with U.S. history threatens the white supremacist status quo. So you know what word in that sentence just was like a flashing red warning light to me when he said a critical engagement. What is he talking about when he says a critical engagement? When, you, when we see the word critical used by radical leftists who are palling around and with Marxists and espousing Marxism, we know immediately that this comes from critical theory. This is a, this is a, a looking at the United States through the lens of critical theory. And what is critical theory but a Marxist theory? Colin Kaepernick is espousing Marxist ideology after we were shamed for not supporting him. If we did not also disrespect the flag of the United States of America, then we did not like black people. All along, Colin Kaepernick was this closet Marxist. And by the way, guess who's featured in his book? Angela Davis, a self-avowed open communist. 
featured in his book. And by the way, as Colin Kaepernick is trying to dismantle our capitalist system, he said, because black liberation is not possible in a capitalist system, and a capitalist system is, is, is nothing but a white supremacist status quo, guess how much money Colin Kaepernick has? $40 million. And this, for anyone interested, is the $5 million mansion that Colin Kaepernick lives in. Take a look at that. Look at that. Whoa. It's quite, it's quite a nice piece of property. It's a lovely house. He must have so much space in that house that he bought with money that he earned in our free market economy, playing a sport, throwing a ball around, becoming massively wealthy in a way that you couldn't do in any other country because of our capitalist system. He seems really oppressed, I gotta tell you. He seems like he is really suffering. He seems like he's facing a lot of discrimination based on the color of his skin. Oh, wait a second, no, 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 he doesn't. What he seems like is he seems like a Marxist. Can you believe this guy? I can't believe that this story is not a bigger deal than it was. Think about before the Bud Light boycott, you rewind just a couple of years and Colin Kaepernick was the big outrage, and rightly so, by the way, I was also outraged, on, on, on the right. People who watched NFL football were like, well, wait a second, this is supposed to be patriotic. I don't want to tune in and, and see before the game. Um, I don't want to see somebody that won't stand and honor our flag. I don't want to see someone who's raising a fist like the Black Liberation Army used to. I don't want to see someone claiming that America is a nasty place and disavowing their family and trying to abolish police and abolish prisons um, and calling cops pigs. Well, now it makes a lot more sense because the kind of person that tries to abolish the family, that tries to abolish the criminal justice system, that cry tries to abolish prisons that tries to abolish capitalism. Oh, what kind of person does that? A Marxist does that. And Colin Kaepernick is a Marxist. So I'm glad that we've straightened that out. And I will sit here and I will wait for the apology from all the leftists and a few actually of the Republicans who tried to come to Colin Kaepernick's defense at the time when we were warning that he was very bad news. Also bad news, Hunter Biden. Hunter pled Biden as they say, Hunter pled Biden. I know it's a dad joke, but it really is kind of, um, it really does describe exactly what happened here. Hunter Biden has been charged with two misdemeanors related to not paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxes. And he entered into an agreement, a pretrial diversion agreement for his firearm charge. And I have a few thoughts on that. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So Hunter Biden 
has been charged with two misdemeanors related to his taxes. He did not pay. He owed about $100,000 in taxes in 2017 that he did not pay. He owed about $100,000 in taxes again, an additional $100,000 in taxes in 2018. He did not pay that as well. So he pled guilty to both of those misdemeanor charges, which seems like not that big of a deal. I mean, he committed a crime. When I say not that big of a deal, it seems like not that big of a charge. What he did does seem like a pretty big deal. But what's worse in this, in this announcement from the Department of Justice is that Hunter Biden, who illegally possessed a firearm, right? He had misrepresented himself and his drug usage on the application. Um, he had illegal possession of a firearm. He's not going to go to jail for this. He's entered into a pre-trial diversion agreement, which will most likely mean that he will never set foot in jail or prison for even a day. So something smells a little fishy when it comes to the Hunter Biden. The Hunter Biden, I don't even know what to call it here. I mean, it's, it's, hardly, it's hardly charges. He pled guilty to two misdemeanors. Whoopee, the guy sold access to foreign nations when his father was president or was vice president and probably president. He's endangered national security. There's who knows what kind of crimes on his laptop and he gets two misdemeanor charges for tax evasion. I mean, this is pretty obvious that the Department of Justice is simply trying to say, oh look, there is equal justice. Nobody's above the law. Really? Nobody's above the law? Then how come Hunter Biden is getting off easy? Could it be that his last name is Biden. Under this um, pre-trial diversion agreement, Hunter Biden is still allowed to buy a gun. He could walk into a gun store and purchase a firearm legally because it doesn't prohibit him. It, he's allowed to, he's allowed to, um, he, he, or he doesn't have to say that he's ever been a prohibited person if he completes this pre-trial diversion program. How about that? How about that? Yes. It's a, it's a double standard of justice. It is, it is. And we can sit here and we can be outraged about it and we should because it's awful, it's egregious, it's banana republic stuff, it's unfair, it's unjust. The way that they're going after Trump and not going after the Bidens, the way that they're going after Trump and not going after the Clintons, the way that they're going after parents who oppose critical race theory and queer theory in their children's schools and not going after the, the, the Antifa and the Black Lives Matter thugs that literally firebombed police. Yes, it's unfair. That's not really what we're here to establish today, though. The question today is what are elected Republicans going to do about it? Are we going to tweet about it? Are we going to sit here and talk about the, the hypocrisy of the thing? Or are elected Republicans going to take action? They have oversight, authority of the Department of Justice. Use it. Use your authority. Otherwise, what are you there for? What are you doing? We don't care about your opinions. We certainly don't care about your tweets. Do your job. Hold the executive branch accountable for wrongdoings it commits. That's your responsibility. It's your duty. And yet here Republicans are, yet again, time after time after time, when Democrats abuse their power, Democrats abuse their people, Democrats weaponize the government, Republicans complain about it. Sometimes, sometimes they'll even hold a hearing. But what do they ultimately do? Nothing. Who faces accountability? Nobody. 
What ultimately happens? The Democrats are emboldened and they do it again and again and again. So spare me the double standard of justice. Spare me the, we have two tiers, one for the elected officials and one for the sorry people. Yes, we do. And there are people in government right now who can do something about it and they're not. And I feel more indignant towards the people in government who can do something to stop the injustice than I do towards the people who are inflicting the injustice. A couple of points about the level of corruption in the Department of Justice, in case any congressional Republican is watching, just in case they need a little bit of information to light a fire under their tail. This is courtesy, actually, Jenna Ellis dug this up. Kudos to her. Dug this up from the Department of Justice website. This is, this is part of the uh, sentencing protocol or the protocol that goes into how you charge somebody under a crime. And this is, this is what it says on the Department of Justice website. Absent approval by the Office of the Deputy Attorney General, any pretrial diversion program created by a U.S. attorney's office shall exclude any individual who is, there are six bullets, bullet number three says, any individual who is accused of an offense involving brandishing or use of a firearm or other deadly weapon. So what does this mean? This means that unless the office of the deputy attorney general made a specific exception for Hunter Biden, then Hunter Biden would not be allowed to enter a pretrial diversion program because he qualified or he disqualified based on the fact that the charge was related to a firearm, which means that the deputy attorney general of the United States made an exception for the president's son. The deputy attorney general of the United States is Lisa Monaco. Lisa Monaco is a radical leftist who many in the swamp say is actually the one controlling Merrick Garland. Merrick Garland, I don't know if I fully believe that because Merrick Garland is a very bad dude in and of himself, but he's not doing bad things all by himself. And this woman is helping him. And then of course we have the prosecutor in the case, the prosecutor, and this is from attorney Mike Davis from the Article 3 Project. This is what he says. Derek Hines is one of the federal prosecutors on Hunter Biden's sweetheart deal. Derek Hines served as special counsel to former FBI Director uh, Louis Free from 2013 through February of 2015. In April 2016, Louis Free gave $100,000 to two of then-Vice President Joe Biden's grandkids' trust. Why on earth would the former FBI director give $100,000 thousand dollars, a hundred grand to the trust of Joe Biden's grandchildren. The depth of corruption in the swamp is oftentimes greater than I think even those of us who are very active in politics understand. This is not a coincidence that Hunter Biden was charged with these nothing, that nothing's going to happen to him. This is, this is exactly what this is exactly what the Biden administration wanted. And the way that they executed this was by years and years and years of corrupting individuals, paying off individuals, Hunter selling access for favors to individuals until they built up this huge network of people who will never hold them accountable for any wrongdoing they do. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Andrew Weissman, you might remember that name from Russiagate. Andrew Weissman uh, tweeted, of course, defending the way that the Department of Justice has handled this Hunter Biden sweetheart deal. He says, context, first time tax offenders like this rarely get prosecuted and even rarer to get jail time. And false gun applications, sadly, almost never get prosecuted or jail time. So this is, if anything, if anything harsh, not lenient. It's funny because I can think of two people right off the bat, two examples of high profile people right off the bat that disprove exactly what Andrew Weissman's saying. He's trying to make it sound like, oh, Hunter Biden's facing, facing something more, it's facing something harsher than the average person. Most people get away with these crimes, unless of course you're associated with Trump, right? Because Trump, the Trump organization's former chief financial officer, you remember this? First time tax offender, Alan Weisselberg. Where's he? He's in jail. Five months in jail. First time tax offender. You think that has anything to do with his association with Trump? Or you think that that's, that's, uh, uh, or you think that's purely coincidence when Joe Biden's son gets off, but Trump's former CFO is in jail? Huh, that seems, that seems a, little, a little contradictory to me. And then of course we have rapper Kodak Black. Kodak Black's lawyer actually posted on, yeah, you can see this on the screen right now, posted on Instagram. And let me read you what he says. He posts a picture of two headlines that says, rapper Kodak Black gets over three years in prison in weapons case. And this is what his caption is. He says, two tiers of justice. Kodak was charged for the same crime and got over three years. Mr. Biden will not serve a day. Feels right? The FBI agents and federal authorities take cases personally. I'm going to discuss this on my subscriber page, he said. Hmm. Oftentimes these people, according to Andrew Weissman, a career swamp rat at the DOJ, says they don't get punished. That doesn't seem to be the case. In fact, statistically, 94.2% of federal firearms convictions in 2022 involved some prison time. The median sentence was 39 months. That's as reported by The Federalist. There are two tiers of justice, and we can get outraged about it. If only we had elected representatives that we sent to Washington, D.C. with the capacity and the authority to hold the executive branch accountable. Oh, wait, we do have that. And now it's our responsibility to ask them, what are you doing to stop this? All right, so according to a new report in the Scientific Reports Journal, which is, I guess, a journal associated with Nature Journal, um, artificial intelligence says that conservative women are prettier and happier 
than left-wing women. Yes, this is a really deep story right here. Now, anecdotally, this is something that we've uh, heard that conservative women are more attractive than liberal women. This is, this is not a new talking point, although this is the first time it's been scientifically proven by artificial intelligence, no less. We've also heard that conservative women are happier, which makes sense to me because oftentimes left-wing women buy into really self-destructive narratives like feminism and abortion and man-hating and Me Too and transgenderism and critical race theory and America-hating and socialism and yada, yada, yada. Of course, that's going to make them unhappy. But this is what Scientific Reports Journal found. For females, though not males, it says, high attractiveness scores were found among those the model identified as likely to be conservative. We also found that expressing happiness is associated with conservatism for both genders. And the researchers said that they observed that an expression of quote-unquote contempt was related to a predicted probability of left-wing ideology. <laughs> okay, so contempt. I actually think that's a good, that's a, it's a good one-word description of left-wing ideology. Contempt for humanity. Contempt for your fellow man. And then, of course, they had AI generate what your typical, um, your typical left-wing versus right-wing man looks like and what your typical left-wing versus right-wing woman looks like. This was based, by the way, on a study, I think, of Dutch politicians. It wasn't even Americans. And this is what they found. Take a look at this. Up in the top left, that's what a supposedly left-wing man looks like compared to the right-wing man on the right. On the bottom row, you can see the left-wing woman and on the right, or on the left. And on the right, on the bottom, you can see the right-wing woman. There is a noticeable difference between what the what what liberals look like versus conservatives. I found this to be hilarious and anecdotally, a hundred percent true. A hundred percent true. Interested in your guys' thoughts on it? Go to LizWheeler.com. Drop me your comments in the comment section and let me know what you think. So James O'Keefe over at O'Keefe Media Group. I think he's calling it OMG Media. Yes, very punny. O'Keefe Media Group has released a bombshell new video. I don't say that particularly lightly. A lot of people try to release bombshells and have, you know, bombastic headlines. This is quite something. This is a chilling video. O'Keefe's undercover journalist stings, you know, on a series of dates as they usually do, go on dates with their target and secretly record the conversations. O'Keefe's journalist stings BlackRock. Yes, that's BlackRock. Larry Fink's BlackRock. The BlackRock, who is maybe the biggest propagator of the World Economic Forum, the Klaus Schwab stakeholder capitalism ESG stuff, that BlackRock, the man involved in this video, going going on dates with this undercover journalist, is a recruiter at BlackRock who calls himself a gatekeeper, which I suppose is actually accurate because if you are a headhunter at BlackRock, you are picking and choosing who is going to be onboarded at BlackRock, which means that you are somewhat in control of the people who are doing the controlling of all the industry that BlackRock owns and, and, and well, coerces through ESG. It's a pretty powerful position, is what I'm trying to say, this recruiter at BlackRock. And he tells the undercover reporter exactly how BlackRock buys off politicians, how BlackRock controls the world, how BlackRock is more powerful than presidents, and how BlackRock doesn't want the war in Ukraine to end. Take a look at this. Hi, I'm James O'Keefe with OMG News. Here we are with our latest story, this time on BlackRock, one of the world's leading asset and investment managers, which owns significant shares of companies like Amazon, Microsoft, 
Anheuser-Busch, Meta, Target, Procter & Gamble, Comcast, CNN, Fox, and yes, Pfizer, just to name a few. At OMG, we do not shy away from exposing powerful companies, and we're not afraid of powerful people. So we decided to take a look for ourselves at the influence BlackRock has on our politics and the influence they have on our culture. So to do that, what better place to start a hidden camera investigation than into a self-described gatekeeper at BlackRock? Like, you're kind of like a f***ing gatekeeper at BlackRock. Yeah, I am. I, I decide people's fates. Every f***ing day, I literally decide how somebody's life is going to be shaped. That's so powerful. I love it. Yeah, it's... it's I don't know, the, the whole thing of, like, domination from a concept, it's, it's, it's so Interesting. Introducing Serge Varley, whose LinkedIn says he's worked for Morgan Stanley, Citadel, and now as a recruiter at BlackRock. I work for uh, a company called BlackRock. Uh, I'm not actually a finance guy. I just, I know what happens because I'm recruiting people who do these things. Mm -hmm. I'm the person who headhunts people from other firms. So I would approach you and say, hey, this is a good reason why you should come to BlackRock. Serge tells us who really runs the world, how they do it, and just how much it costs to buy people, like politicians. Let me tell you, it's not through who's the president. It's who's controlling the, the wallet. So it's, it's the, and who's like, that? The hedge funds, BlackRock, the banks. These guys are campaign financing. Yep, you can buy your candidates. All of these financial institutions, they buy politicians. How do they run the world? You acquire stuff. You diversify, you acquire, you keep acquiring, you spend whatever you make in acquiring more. And at a certain point, your risk level is, is super low. Like, imagine you've invested in um, like 10 different industries from food to to drinks to like technology, right? One, one of them fails, it doesn't matter. You have nine others to make you up. Risk management is, is inherently in just about everything. And in the finance space, it's all about... It's, 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 well, it's all about the money you make. You don't, you don't let it sit. You're like, you keep using it over and over. And we just, invest. Yeah, and it exponential growth. And then once you just own a little bit of everything, is that where the control? Yeah, you own a little bit of everything. And that little bit of everything gives you so much money on a yearly basis that you can take this big ton of money and then you can start to buy people. Obviously, we have the system in place. First, there's the senators. And these guys are f***ing cheap. You got 10 grand, you can buy a senator. It doesn't matter who wins. You're still going they're, they're my pocket. I can give you 500k right now. No questions asked. Yeah. I don't do what needs to be done. They're like, yeah, of course. And Why not? Does, like, everybody do that? Does BlackRock do that? The BlackRock recruiter also tells us about how the U.S. government relies on BlackRock for their economic simulation computational power. Economic simulation. They need to understand the impact of something, right? They're going to, like, raise the interest rate, for example. It's going to create this cascade of various factors that they're not sure what it's going to do, basically. And just how f***ing great the Ukraine war is for business. Do you have any um, thoughts on the Ukraine-Russia war? Ukraine is good for business. You, you know, right? We don't want the conflict to, to, to end. Why? We don't want the conflict to end as a country. The longer this goes on, the weaker Russia is. 
I'll give an example. Russia, Russia blows up Ukraine's grain silos. Price of wheat is going to go mad up. So what are you going to do if you're a trading firm? The moment that news hits, within a millisecond, you're going to pump. You're gonna pump trades into um, into uh, whoever the wheat suppliers are into their stocks. Within an hour or two, that stock goes up, and then you sell, and you just made I don't know however many mil. Why would a news channel promote a side and more? Because it's also good for business. Too. I mean, what, what's news? News, right? What does news feed on? They feed on strategy. They feed on events that's what people like to watch so when it happens it's, it's good business more viewers when nothing's happening watch the news i don't watch news they're all pushing like the same talking point like you generally when you look at news like it's propaganda the ukrainian economy is tied very largely to the wheat market global wheat market this is fantastic if you're trading Volatility creates opportunity to make profit. War is no good for, for business. It's exciting when goes wrong, right? Serge also speaks on BlackRock-influenced news and even gave our journalists some tips. Based on everything we know now, uh -huh. when they say to sell, does you know, that mean we should you know, buy? Sell, yeah. It's like, uh, you know Jim Cramer? If you do uh, exactly the opposite of what he's advising, you actually make money. Yeah. It's like, it's called the, the inverse framework. They don't want to be in the news. They, they don't want people to talk about them. They don't want to be anywhere on the radar. Why not? I don't know, but I suspect it's probably because it's easier to do things when people aren't thinking about it. And when Surge was asked about insider trading, and if Larry Fink recently sold $100 million in BlackRock shares, here is what he said. Larry Fink recently sold $100 million worth of BlackRock. Oh, uh, wow. Damn, Larry, that's not a good sign. The people who trade and make money, they do this the moment the information is out. And that info is typically, typically disseminated at private levels first before it hits the, mm -hmm. the mainstream. If you want to invest smart, there's a tracker that tracks all politicians and where they have their stocks. Preemptively, if the stock price, if we think the stock price is gonna tank, we're gonna sell so that, so that we, we sell it high, it tanks, and we buy back. And we made, well, we didn't make, but we preserved, preserved a few mil. But perhaps the most remarkable and profound comment by the BlackRock recruiter is the suggestion that nobody is going to care about what he is saying here or confessing here. Because as he says, quote, normal people don't give a You're like an undercover reporter. Really? No, no, don't normal people worry about this stuff? No, 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 no normal people don't give a this is, this is beyond them. That these types of questions my reporter asked are beyond all of you. The answer is something that you, the people, the consumers, the shareholders, couldn't possibly understand. Well, first of all, I hope James O'Keefe has security because BlackRock doesn't like being messed with. BlackRock is very, very powerful. BlackRock is maybe one of the most powerful entities in the entire world. The entire world. And James O'Keefe got access 
to this recruiter. So for those who might not be familiar with the role that BlackRock plays in propagating ESG, remember that ESG is environmental, social, and governance metrics, which sounds like a big mouthful of nothing, but what it really means is a social credit score system like the Chinese social credit score system where individuals in China and businesses in China are ranked on this social credit score system as dictated by the Chinese Communist Party. So if the Chinese Communist Party wants you to behave X, Y, Z, and you do, then you get positive points from them. But if the Chinese Communist Party wants you not to do ABC and you do it anyway, well, then you're downgraded on the social credit score system. It's basically a second set of laws that they just pretend aren't actually laws. It's not ownership of the Chinese economy by the Chinese Communist Party, but it's control of the Chinese economy by the Chinese Communist Party. It's a very sneaky system that isn't exactly socialism, it isn't exactly communism, but it does have an iron grip of control over the ideology that is allowed to exist within China because of what businesses are forced to do to achieve the social credit that they need to operate in the Chinese market. Well, Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, their ESG system, this environmental, social, and governance metrics, is essentially the same thing as the Chinese communist social credit score system. The ESG system right now is just aimed at businesses. It's not aimed at individuals yet. It will be soon, but right now it's just aimed at businesses, and it's primarily aimed at these large financial institutions like Bank of America, for example, or like BlackRock, for example. And the reason that it's aimed at the financial, the controllers of the money first, is for the exact reason that they're the controllers of the money. What the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab want Bank of America and BlackRock to do is they want these financial institutions to determine who they will give loans to based on whether these businesses that that want loans from these these big uh, finance guys Um, whether they will follow the ESG metrics that Klaus Schwab has um, deputized BlackRock and Bank of America to be the ones to enforce, right? So it makes a huge difference now. Now, if you want to get a loan, if you want to have access to the market, then you have to abide by the, the environmental, social, and governance metrics. And to give you an example of what one of them is, the social and environmental, social, and governance is DEI. The environmental is buying into, you know, no fossil fuels. The governance is redistribution of wealth and, you know, through wealth taxes. And it's essentially socialism. Like this is a very far leftist agenda that's just disguised in these letters that just sound like euphemisms because they want it to seem non-threatening so they can embed it in our society before we've realized it. And they're doing it through the financial system. BlackRock is the biggest propagator of ESG. It's BlackRock is the biggest propagator. Another name for ESG is stakeholder capitalism. So what we understand to be capitalism in the United States is actually shareholder capitalism, where businesses focus on their their shareholders and their consumers, right? They want to please their customer and they want to make money and profit for their shareholder. That's how they make business decisions based on what's best for that relationship. In stakeholder capitalism, they think about ESG before they think about their consumers and before they think about their profit, right? So BlackRock is one of the biggest propagators of ESG. And at the same time, you saw in the video, BlackRock has so much money. They manage so many assets. We're talking trillions, tens of trillions of dollars of money. It's an unfathomable amount of money to me. They control so much that they own uh, an enormous portion of almost every big company that you do business with, that you can think of, that exists around us. They control almost everything. 
And this is their agenda that was just exposed by James O'Keefe, that they are actually controlling. They're not just controlling our culture. They're not just controlling our economy based on who is, who is allowed to participate in the market, who they invest in. They're controlling politicians. They're controlling senators by paying people off. They invest so much. They invest in so much that they have so much that they're reaping from that, that they have all this excess cash that they just use to bribe people. Sit back and think about that for a moment. And our, we, the Democrats tell us that our democracy is under attack, but is our democracy even a democracy if our elected officials aren't the ones making decisions, if they're bought off by firms like BlackRock who are serving an agenda, a globalist agenda, similar to a Chinese, the Chinese Communist Party agenda? This is scary stuff. And nobody, nobody is exposing it, except it's the first time we've gotten a peek inside BlackRock, thanks to James O'Keefe. Again, I hope James has security, and we'll have to wait to see when James himself confronts this BlackRock recruiter next. If you haven't already signed up for my brand new email newsletter, please go over to lizwheeler.com slash email and sign up. I think you'll like it. Thank you for watching today. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.